0: Hi, welcome back. Episode five. As I mentioned in the last episode, we are headed back to the Midwest for this one into a political drama between two states. And it centers on a very specific piece of land, which is a geographic anomaly. It is called Carter Lake. Carter Lake is a town within the state of Iowa. It is a suburb of Omaha, Nebraska. Where you can already see our players are Nebraska and Iowa, and so much for Midwest nice, because they are going to go to court multiple times and fight over Carter Lake. Now, today, Carter Lake isn't very large. As of the 2020 census, 3,791 people lived there. So it's not very big by many standards. Carter Lake is bound by Omaha on the west and the south, and then by Epley Airfield to the east why is Carter Lake surrounded by all the stuff in Nebraska? Because Carter Lake is nominally in Nebraska. And that is why we're talking about it today. Carter Lake is then bound by Carter Lake to the north, which is split between Nebraska and Iowa. Carter Lake is an exclave of the state of Iowa. It used to be in Iowa. It is not anymore, which the Supreme Court had to parse out for Nebraska and Iowa why this flood was different from, say, other floods. It's very bizarre, but I love when states sue each other. It's fascinating. So if you've ever flown into Omaha and then driven into downtown Omaha, you will drive through Carter Lake. As I said, it is an exclave of Iowa, so an exclave is a portion of a territory separated from the main part of the territory by surrounding, alien territory. And this differs from an enclave, which is territory completely surrounded by another territory. Carter Lake, if you look at a little map, the border juts out, so it's not completely surrounded by Nebraska, but there's a little sliver of Carter Lake that touches the Missouri River, which then allows it to be part of Iowa, except only through a water boundary. Carter Lake, Iowa is the only part of Iowa west of the Missouri River. Normally, rivers make very convenient boundaries. They're already there. There's no need to really mark it out in a straight line like other states. It just exists. However, because it's not man-made, rivers are subject to change. And that's what happened in March 1877. There was a massive flood that in one single night changed the course of the Missouri River. And then in 1892, the Supreme Court had to step in and say, yes, this piece of land belongs to Iowa. And much like other stories we've talked about in this podcast, it does get brought up fairly often in newspapers. In fact, the Omaha World Herald ran an article recently describing Carter Lake this way. says, quote, Depending on your perspective, Carter Lake is either a feisty little Lichtenstein squeezed between Nebraska and Iowa, or a gallstone in Omaha's gut. Either way, the town of 3,200 souls deserves respect for having survived its history of geographic and political whiplash. End quote. That's a fun way to put it. You're either Lichtenstein or a gallstone in our gut. But then the political whiplash is real, as we'll get into. So, to talk about the actual lake, Carter Lake? Carter Lake used to be part of the river. It was the border between Nebraska and Iowa, as it is today. The river forms the entire border except for this little exclave. And the flood in 1877 shifted the river miles east and cut off what is known as the Saratoga Bend from the rest of the river and made it into an oxbow lake. This lake was first called Cutoff Lake and then Lake Nakoma, and then, finally, Carter Lake. The name was changed to Carter Lake after Levi Carter's wife donated money to construct a public park along the shore. You can still go visit the public park. It's very beautiful. Just very kind of calm oasis in the midst of Omaha. The lake covers 315 acres and has a maximum depth of 25.4 feet. Boating is legal, as is fishing, but fishing comes with more restrictions. You can find numerous types of fish, and the Iowa state government even says that all of them are safe for consumption. Being so close to Omaha, it has been a center for Omaha recreation since the creation of the lake. The area's first roller coaster was found near the lake, with a resort, a public pavilion, and picnic facilities. However, because of its political grayness, it has attracted fringe industries, notably gambling and other illegal entertainments. So why while this political drama? You think that it's fairly straightforward. The river shifted overnight to a new course to the east, so it should be part of Nebraska because now, now the river has shifted, now there's land between the what once was the Saratoga Bend modern Carter Lake and Iowa. Legally, there is lots of terms for this, but there are two very important, accretion and avulsion. So both parties essentially have to agree on boundaries, even though it's delineated by a river. And you'll find that many states who border another with a river have very different ways of defining that boundary. For example, Nebraska and Iowa use the center line of the river to demarcate the boundary. If you're in Ohio or Kentucky, the boundary is very different. It's the low water mark. So most of the Ohio River is in the state of Kentucky. If you drive out of Cincinnati, you'll see that the border starts really fast as soon as you start crossing a bridge. So there are many different ways of using a river. But the Supreme Court then has to explore the These processes, the geographic processes of river building or river destruction or river change. And as I mentioned, they are accretion and avulsion. Accretion is a natural gradual alteration of a riverine environment. Avulsion is a rapid, sudden change to the riverine environment. Accretion is very common. It's hard to see because it goes little by little but it's how sandbars form, and how maybe one bank gets eroded, but another one gets built up over time. Avulsion that happens extremely fast. In this case, it changes the entire river course. And this has happened before. Hurricanes can do it, or massive, massive floods can do it. In 1836, New Orleans went against the United States federal government in talking about riverine boundaries. The Supreme Court held in that court case that when streams change gradually, the same rules apply. Even though Louisiana would maybe lose a piece of land here and Mississippi would gain land, the boundary would stay the same in between the two of them in the middle of the river. And so, this is what Nebraska's banking on. It was a very important court case deciding how river boundaries work. The city of New Orleans depends heavily on the Mississippi River. And so, everybody kind of just thought, this is the court case that's going to stand. And in that court case, notably, they also said that these rules apply if a stream dries up. Sometimes that's the case. And so you can find very strange borders between states. And if you look at the map of Louisiana, Mississippi, and even Arkansas and Tennessee, it is just very messy as the Mississippi River winds its way down to the Gulf of Mexico. They determined that the test for accretion and gradual change is called imperceptibility. If you can see it happening, it is not accretion. And so this becomes the sticking point for the state of Iowa. The Supreme Court, in now their court case, Nebraska versus Iowa, in 1892, they say that any land lost to the river generally does not remain as a solid chunk, but it will dissolve in the water. The Missouri River is very infamous for being quite muddy and full of sediment. Any disappearance of land on one side does not necessarily mean the land is added to a corresponding side. Sometimes the land just disappears and floats down the river and into the Gulf of Mexico. And they even said, quote, no engineering skill is sufficient to say where the earth and the bank washed away and disintegrating into the river finds its rest and abiding place, end quote. Seems fairly logical. I mean, no one knows where that tiny, 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 tiny piece of clay is going to end up. So they would say normally the law of accretion would apply, which would render the borders the new river and give that new part of land to Nebraska. But the flood of 1877 happened in one night. So they said this is clearly a vulsion. I mean, you could clearly see that when the river went back to its banks, it had clearly changed. People woke up one morning. The river was there. The next morning, it was in a different place. They saw it happen. That's at least what the Supreme Court argued. Carter Lake, therefore, was given to Iowa. It became a very sore spot between the two states. Not necessarily that they hated each other, but it was just kind of a little little river rock stuck in Nebraska's shoe. So Carter Lake, after this, was considered part of the city of Council Bluffs, and they would pay taxes to the city of Council Bluffs, but they could not receive any utilities because it was on the opposite side of the river. And the city, Council Bluffs, did not want to go through the expense of finding a way to get the utilities to the other side. So eventually, this little piece of land seceded from Council Bluffs, and they said, well, we want to join Omaha then. Omaha flat out refuses. No, no, Carter Lake you're part of Iowa and we're not going to take you. So they eventually had to become self-sufficient and create their own municipality, which is the same place we know today, Carter Lake. Now, this wasn't the end. So in 1892, Supreme Court says, Iowa, it's yours. Shash, Nebraska. However, the two states come together in 1943 and agree that the stabilized channel of the Missouri River would be the boundary between the two states. So by stabilized channel they're trying to say look whichever one remains after the flood or if there's a branch blah 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 it's still that stable channel and because of that they would cede lands that had been put on other sides because of avulsion that they would then give each other the lands and so that there would be a very clear a very clean and clear border the Missouri River. However this didn't really go anywhere. Carter Lake remained in Iowa, and in fact, in 1972, another case went to the Supreme Court to clarify how all of this worked. This Supreme Court case was not necessarily explicitly about Carter Lake and where borders were, but how borders worked between the two states. They had to clean up a bunch of deeds, which is what that Supreme Court case was about. And because they wanted to swap land, just essentially the Supreme Court had to step in and tell them how deeds functioned between the two states because they were legally two different documents. It was very quiet. But six years later, they went to the Supreme Court again. And this time it wasn't between two states or any government, really. It was between a private citizen and a government contractor. And now the case is called Owen Equipment and Erection Company v. Kroger in 1978. Kroger was an Iowa woman who sought to sue Omaha Public Power District because her husband had been electrocuted. By this time, the cities contracted out with Omaha, being surrounded by it, to provide utilities. Now when Omaha was faced with this suit, they then tried to sue the contractor, Owen Equipment and Erection Company, because they had owned and operated the crane that was working on the equipment that eventually caused this man to be electrocuted. So the woman then amended her case to exclude Omaha and go directly after the contractor as well. However, the Supreme Court decided that this case really couldn't stand because the woman had won. Successively up through all the states. And by the time it made it to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court stepped in and basically said that she had not been able to sue because Owen Equipment was an Iowa company based in Carter Lake. And they had operated and sued on the basis that it was in Nebraska because it was a contractor for Nebraska City. They decided that there was what they call no diversity of citizenship. Because, despite being contracted by Nebraska, it was an Iowa company, so it should have stayed within the Iowa state court system. And so once again, they had to clear up how does Carter Lake fit into the local geography. Now, it may seem very bizarre for a city of this size to have gone to the Supreme Court three times. That's exceptional. Carter Lake, home of Many Supreme Court cases, three. It's a lot for a tiny town. But as a result, Nebraska's now fine with it. There's been no recent developments regarding Carter Lake. Iowa's fine with it. Carter Lake, Iowa's fine with it. In fact, I think one of the last times it kind of became really famous was in a viral video of a hailstorm, which was really crazy. It broke the windows in people's homes. And that was on, and you could see from their house, uh, the hill hitting Carter Lake. Crazy. So if you're ever flying into Omaha, you can avoid Carter Lake if you really want to by going up to the north and around. However, if you're going straight to downtown, you'll pass through Carter Lake. And you'll drive on what is one of the shortest state highways. Because it is a half mile long, Iowa Highway 165. It does have a sign that says, Welcome to Iowa. However, when you drive the half mile further, there isn't a sign that says, Welcome to Nebraska. Only Iowa put up the sign. I think it's kind of fun. I love stories like this about random geographic oddities. But Carter Lake, I mean, who knew that fighting for fighting over a border would be so hard after a flood? But here we are. So hopefully you don't live near a river and slowly see your land eroded or swallowed up in, in, in one night. But I just remember accretion and avulsion every time you see a river and think, hmm, interesting how those borders are formed. That's it for today. Supreme Court drama, Carter Lake, Iowa, which should have been part of Nebraska but isn't. We'll see you next week as we go to Chicago and talk about another river and its drama.